Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and uh, I, I know it's been a while. I uh, took a little vacation like the uh, the Wildcats, and uh, we're back, and we're going to be doing these weekly, um, at least once a week, if not more, moving forward uh, for basketball season. Uh, Arizona's a few days away from playing Arizona State to open up the conference season. We'll talk about that game a little bit. And, and most of all, we'll talk about kind of where uh, the Wildcats are overall right now. Uh, pretty excited uh, about the fact that Pac-12 play has started. I think it's going to be a, a, a fun conference season. Um, just watch Colorado defeat Oregon at Colorado where they, they own Dana Altman. I think he's like 1-9 at Colorado. Utah gets the win over Oregon State and a bunch of close but ugly basketball games going on right now uh, as I record this podcast. But with uh, with that being said, um, Arizona's in an interesting position. Uh, we haven't done a podcast since the Wildcats lost to St. John's. And uh, looking at the out-of-conference schedule, um, to me, the St. John's loss was the, the only one that bothered me because I think it exposed a few things with Arizona. Um, the loss of Baylor didn't really bother me. That's a tough place to win at. Baylor's a good team. Um, then the loss to Gonzaga, well, it's a little bothersome how much better Gonzaga looked at times. I thought it was good that Arizona didn't back down, was able to come back late a little bit. And really, Gonzaga is obviously a, a very good um, basketball team. St. John's, I, I think, is a better team than people give them credit for. Um, the issue is that they're still not like a super good team. Team. Like it's, it's a team that, especially on a court like that, um, a neutral court, but closer to Arizona, obviously, it's a game that Arizona needs to win. Um, it, it, it's a game where Arizona is probably the better team, but basically St. John's went out there and said, we're going to do what we do. We're going to make contact with you. We're going to be more physical, and we're going to kind of force our game on you. And, uh, and Arizona couldn't do anything about it. And uh, credit St. John's for having the right game plan, and it worked. And uh, I'm sure a lot of teams moving forward will, will try the same thing. I don't know if um, there's a lot of Pac-12 teams as tough as St. John's or that are going to press like St. John's does. Um, but, you know, that, that was a game that uh, Arizona would certainly like to have back. Um, you know, talking to people around the program, I think that game upset um, the coaching staff because you take a look at that game and guys were just really bad. I mean, Ira Lee and Dylan Smith were benched in the second half because they just killed Arizona in the first half. Josh Green was absolutely terrible. Mannion was terrible. If, if you want to make any argument that a guy played well, it would be Zeke, but even Zeke at times was not good. Um, yeah, I mean, you can look at it the optimistic way and say, look, all these guys played like death and Arizona was still in the game, but that's, that's eventually that kind of wears out. Like, you don't want to keep saying that. You want to say that Arizona won a game, um, with each guy's, you know, kind of playing poorly instead of Arizona almost won a game. And, um, now that conference play has started, I don't think there's any more of that Arizona almost won the game type of stuff. It's Arizona won the game. That's what needs to be said. Um, you know, kind of doing what we do usually going down the roster. I, I think people, because of how highly rated and because of what we know um, about him, I think the biggest concern among fans right now, and rightfully so, I'm not saying it's wrong, um, is Nico Mannion and, and his play. Um, basically, he is he's struggling. And I said this on the radio recently, but I think people have to keep in mind that Nico Mannion has basically never faced a guy 
before college that could stop it. He was one of the better offensive players in the country. Um, in AU, he often got whatever shot he wanted. In high school, he definitely got whatever shot he wanted, especially in in-state competition, and guys couldn't stop him. Well, he goes to college, he plays these older players, these more mature veteran players, um, like David Mitchell on Baylor, and um, Gonzaga did a great job defensively, St. John's did a nice job, and what you're starting to see happen is Nico Mannion in his head is basically saying, I can, I can still get these shots when I want, and um, he is getting decent shots, the problem is they're, they're just not going in, and they're only decent shots, um, de- bad to decent, I should say, he's not getting a lot of clean, open looks, and um, I, I think because of that, he's uh, he's pressing, and, and he's taking shots um, that he has no business taking, there's one shot that comes to mind against St. John's where he dribbled once and kind of faded to the right and shot a, a three from NBA range, and he missed everything. Uh, I think it hit the backboard only, and uh, it was an awful shot, and it's a shot where he has no business taking, no matter how highly rated or well-regarded he is, or the fact that he's going to be a lottery pick. A bad shot is a bad shot. Um, Bad shots go in sometimes. It doesn't make it a good shot. It's still a bad shot that happened to go in, Uh, but Nico Manian's bad shots aren't going in, Um, and he's not the only one. I mean, I I think he gets the most attention because of the position uh, that he's in, and I don't think it's wrong, but Dylan Smith has taken awful shots. Ira Lee is a guy where I don't want to say he shouldn't be taking any shots, but you put him in there to rebound and defend, and when he's shooting jumpers or he's taking one dribble and putting up a, a hook shot over two guys that misses horribly, it's a waste of plan. He's just not doing what you want him to do. Um, Josh Green is starting to press a little bit too much, and he's not shooting well. Uh, Max Hazard is, you know, he gets in. I think he's done fine. Um, Jamal Baker is another guy who's pressing. These guys, because they're missing shots that they have made before, are pressing. And what you're seeing is some really, really ugly basketball. And, um, you know, Sean Miller... Um, on the press conference on Thursday, the weekly press conference, um, he discussed three ways that uh, that Arizona must improve um, heading into Pac-12 play. And um, normal, obviously, rebounding and such, but one of them was shot selection. And um, Chase Jeter had an interesting uh, shot um, in terms of you know getting good shots, and it's every 10 possessions, we have .4 turnovers if the ball touches the paint. Uh, we've been getting a lot of good stuff out of that. We're trying to emphasize that more here heading into Pac-12 play. Um, Sean Miller went on to say about Arizona shot selection, uh, this isn't a circus act. This isn't an audition. This is, is the shot good for Arizona? That shot that goes up, is that a winning play? Is that a winning shot? And how you determine that now for us is we have a lot more evidence. We've practiced almost 60 times, 13 games. We're in the month of January. What percentage do you shoot? If you shoot 32%, that's terrible. I can make the case you should never shoot the ball from that area. It's not a good enough shot. If we have a low plus player and a four like Zeke who shoots above 70%, we have to get him more shots. Um, When you take a look at the stat, it's glaring. I mean, Arizona is shooting 20% from three in losses and 43% uh, in wins. The problem is that the majority of the wins have come against teams that Arizona uh, is clearly better than. Like, it's overmatching at mid-majors and stuff. And so the reason is because the shots against the mid-majors teams and things like that have been better because Arizona is a better 
team than theirs, and they're getting clear looks. Against a team where Arizona can't just roll out the ball and be better than, they're getting the, they're taking the first shot they get. Um, Josh Green is the one shooting 32% from three. I don't know if that was a direct shot at him or just a number, but um, we said this before, Josh Green isn't a three-point shooter. That's not his game. His game is getting in that lane with the floater or driving and slashing, etc. If he takes the open three, that's fine. If he takes a, a three-off-one dribble, uh, chances are he's going to miss. It's just not their game. And I think that right now, if you ask the coaching staff, they would tell you that the reason this is happening is because you have three guys, and, and Zeke's the most innocent of the three, but you have three guys that basically are being told by everyone, you're a lottery pick, and in their head, they're lottery picks, and so they're taking shots as if they're in the NBA, and they're lottery picks, and they're going to go in, and they're not going in. And eventually what happens is these guys are saying, I'm a lottery pick, I can do this, I can do that, but it's not happening for them, and they're starting to press. And it's hard to coach a guy like that because in his head, he's so confident or he's looking ahead already so much that you're like, hey, you got to take better shots, but the players are like, no, I mean, these shots, they're going to go in. That's It's the right shot. And, uh, you know, Sean Miller basically said, uh, at the press conference, you know, as a coach, he hasn't done a good enough job of kind of making the, the number of bad shots decrease. And, and that's something that that um, Arizona has to do. And I'm curious to see against ASU because ASU is the type of team where you take a look at the Sun Devils and their pace, uh, they're, they're the 28th best team in the country, or fastest team in the country, I should say. Um, so they're adjusted tempo on Palm. Ken Palm is 28th. That means that if Arizona takes a bad shot, and it airballs or it misses badly and ASU gets rebound, they're gone. And for Arizona, a bad shot is basically a turnover. And it's going to cost Arizona. It's already cost Arizona in their three losses. You could point directly to those things and say, look, that's one of the reasons why uh, Arizona lost the game. Um, the second thing is... Uh, is defensive rebounding. I think Arizona and, and Sean Miller pointed to it. Um, you know, Miller called it his worst rebounding team. The, the numbers don't really back that up in the 11 seasons. Um, with that being said, it's 167, 162nd in the country in defensive rebounding percentage and 113 in offensive rebounding percentage. Um, in Arizona's losses combined, they've been out-rebounded 12 points. Uh, 12 rebounds. That's not a coincidence. Um, you know, Sean Miller said basically, um, he, he said it to, to, He said it on, on Thursday, we've not done a good job of defensive rebounding. Sometimes it hurts you with key plays, big second shots against your team in the second half. It wears down over 40 minutes, uh, and we haven't been on the good side about it. Chase Jeter took uh, responsibility, said, you know, we got to take pride in boxing out and going uh, and getting the rebound. Um, it, it's important. Uh, the issue is that, you know, we could talk about how important it is, and I'm sure Arizona knows how important it is, but there's a difference between knowing and doing. Uh, I think that the biggest issue Arizona has with rebounding, besides the fact is that Zeke is clearly the, the dominant rebounder on the team, is that the guards don't rebound. Uh, Nico doesn't rebound. Dylan Smith doesn't rebound very well. Josh Green has the athleticism to rebound, but for whatever reason, he's not that good at it. And, uh, and Chase Jeter, we know. I mean, you know, Chase Jeter, at the end of the day, he's soft, and he's going to get pushed around. And, and Romello White is going to make him earn it on Saturday. I'm really curious about the minute distribution because if Chase Jeter is getting pushed around by Romello White, uh, he's going to come out of that game. I mean, I don't, I don't see how you can play him. And so that's something that I'm going to be watching closely on Saturday. Um, overall is the rebounding. And so 
are these issues where, like, you know, we, we've heard in the past with the Raleigh and kind of Kobe and team infighting where teams kind of fall apart. Um, that's that's not happening here. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is this team gets along very well. Um, you know, in, in the past when the infighting and stuff and the, the issues broke up the team, it was because guys weren't getting along. It's because you had fist fights between players that Parker Jackson, you know, my little buddy Parker Jackson Cartwright was trying to break up fist fights and maybe that's for another podcast. But um, uh, that's not happening with this team. Uh, they like each other. I mean, they get along well. It's just a matter of guys maybe being told that they are capable of doing things and wanting to do things that they aren't necessarily capable of doing. And um, I think Sean Miller, it's the reason why he made the point saying, look, as long as you're in college, you got to play for the right reasons. And when you're in college, uh, the right reasons are your university. Um, he, he drew a parallel to Alabama football saying that there are guys, and, and he didn't mention the guys coming back, which there are guys coming back that could easily go pro, but there are guys that played in the bowl game because they love Alabama so much. And you look at other schools and there's guys sitting out, and, and it is completely a player's choice, in my opinion, of whether or not to do that. But it says something about their love for Alabama that they wanted to play in this basically meaningless bowl game against Michigan because they love their university. And when you're in college, you need to realize that the reason you are playing whatever sport, whether it's football, basketball, etc., um, you're playing for your university. You're playing for Arizona. You're going to go to the NBA and, and all that, um, but at the end of the day, when you have that jersey on, that's who you're playing for. And guys like TJ McConnell, yeah, he's in the NBA now, but when he was at Arizona, there was no doubt he was playing for Arizona. And maybe that's a larger issue with one-and-done players is the fact that they're basically rentals. Um, some of them love the university more than others, and some of them are basically there because that's the path that they have to take. Um, you know, you can say a coach shouldn't recruit those guys, but it's hard to do, especially at a place like Arizona. Um, can you imagine if Arizona stopped recruiting five-star guys with the reaction on the message board would be um, if I mentioned fit and all that um, you know if Arizona wins it would be fine but if they lose that's the first thing that people would point to would be Sean Miller and uh, and Arizona's um, recruiting and so it's a it's an interesting situation that Arizona's in but it's something that completely falls on Sean Miller to fix at the end of the day um, I could say that the players need to fix their mindset and all, and all that but at the end of the day Sean Miller recruited these players um, the assistant coaches recruited these players and they're the ones that need to fix it and get everybody on the right page because if they don't uh, this thing will absolutely fall apart it may not fall apart from the inside but what you'll see is teams and such uh, putting up bad shots, uh, and, and then kind of, you know, once you uh, take those bad shots, uh, it, it will kind of fall apart uh, offensively. Um, so kind of kind of looking at the uh, the ASU game and, uh, and moving forward to that, um, to me, it, it's, it's an interesting game. And the reason I say that is, uh, you know, first of all, I, I assume Romello White is playing. Uh, I think it's uh, a, a lock. You know, it's the type of situation where he's in a boot, and you hear about his boot, and you hear how he's limited, and then I bet you tomorrow he goes full, full, full steam ahead and practices and starts, and uh, that that might be the matchup of the game. I mean, Chase Jeter doesn't have to play even to Romello, but if he can, I think Arizona wins. Um, if he outplays Romello, I think Arizona wins going away. But if Romello dominates him, it is absolutely um, a concern. It is 100% 
a concern for Arizona. They don't double. Um, Sean Miller very rarely doubles the post. I doubt he's going to do it against ASU with ASU's ability to hit from the perimeter. Um, but it is a it, it, to me that might be the most important matchup of the game. Um, beyond that, I you know Nico Mana and Remy Martin uh, should be a fun one. It, it's another case of. Nico facing an older player that's going to really just get into him. I mean, Remy Martin is going to get in his face. He's going to talk some trash. And if it's Danico Manning we saw against Illinois where guys are talking trash and he's stepping up, great. If it's Danico Manning that we saw in the other Baylor games, it's going to be an issue. I think Arizona needs Nico Manning to play well against ASU to win this game. He doesn't have to go out and score 25 points, but he needs to shoot better and be a more efficient player. Um, it is going to be a very exciting matchup between him and uh, Remy Martin. The key for Arizona may actually be containing Alonzo Verge. He's he's an interesting player because he like against Texas Southern he went ten of uh, ten of thirteen for instance, and and I know it's Texas Southern against St. Mary's. Uh, he lost his mind. I mean, if you remember that game, he had forty three points. ASU only had fifty six. Um, the issue is that like against Creighton he had nineteen, but he only shot twenty six percent from the field. Alonzo Verge is going to get his shots up. There is no doubt about it. He goes into a game saying, I'm going to get my shots up. Um, the lowest total of, of shots he had was seven against Lafayette, and that's only because he played 24 minutes. I mean, you take a look at his shot totals the last you know, 13 last game, 23 against Creighton, 6 of 23, 29 against St. Mary's, 11, 12, 15, 10. He's shooting double digits. Um, the key would be, is he the player that went 2 of 11 against Colorado, the player that went 1 of 9 against San Francisco, or the player that went 7 of 11 against Georgia, 18 of 29 St. Mary's, or the player that went 6 of 23? You don't know. Like, we have no idea. That's going to fall to Josh Green and, uh, and Dylan Smith. Uh, I mean, that's at, at the end of the day, those guys have to step up defensively. If they do not step up defensively and Alonzo Verge scores 30 points, it, it, St. Mary's is a unique team. I mean, that was, a, that was one of the weirdest box scores I've ever seen where three guys score, one of them has 43 points, and they get blown out. Um, but Alonzo Verge is a guy that I don't think is being talked about enough. Um, Jalen House is another one. He's going to come into that game, and he's going to be pumped because of his family history and Arizona and offer him and all that. And he's a guy where he could score in a hurry, and, and he's a good defender. Um, ASU is not as good of an offensive team as they've been in the past. Ken Palm has them as 138, um, but they are better defensively. They're, they're at 58. They're better defensively um, than they have, and that pace is still... Uh, it's still crazy. I mean, they're going to go extremely fast. They take care of the ball pretty well. They're not a great offensive rebounding team, uh, which, which is nice, and they're not a great three-point shooting team. So in reality, on paper, their weaknesses are what Arizona struggles with, which is good for Arizona. Arizona matches up well with ASU. Um, you know, it, is it a must-win game? Yeah, it is. It might be the first conference game of the season, but I don't. And, and Sean Miller said it. You know, to, to a head coach of a university, uh, every game is a must-win game. There's no such thing as a game that's not a must-win game. But with that being said, the way that Arizona's played as of late, losing three or four, the fact that the game's at McHale opens up conference season, ASU, you won't find one dude in this entire city, guy, girl, children, coach you know, whatever, that says this isn't a must-win game. 
All right, you're going to have a lot of pissed off people if Arizona loses this game, and you're going to have much, much less excuses where, yeah, this team's young and all that, but hey, eventually you got to win basketball games, and and so it'll be interesting. I mean, Arizona had the two-week break. Uh, supposedly, they, they feel good about how everything happened, and everything went down. Sean Miller's hoping his message is received. He continued to deliver it at Thursday's press conference, but we won't know um, until Saturday. I am going to pick Arizona to win in my breakdown. I haven't thought about by how much, but I would be surprised if Arizona lost the game after the break and all that. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it's an ugly game, uh, but I just think that Arizona actually matches up generally pretty well with Arizona State. Uh, but we'll have a podcast the day after the game. We're going to try to have more of these. We're going to try to find something on the football side to talk about as well. Um, not much, probably. But, you know, it's it's basketball season in Tucson, which is fine. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about both. And uh, once again, I, I thank you for joining me. Sorry about the long gap with podcasts. But, again, we'll have them, uh, we'll have them more often. And I just want to wish you guys a, a happy and healthy New Year. I appreciate you guys once again for uh, for joining me. Hopefully it'll be a, a good year for Arizona Athletics. It wasn't a great year last year. Um, maybe the only place to go is up. We'll find out. But uh, once again, I, I thank you for joining me. Jason Shear, Senior Editor of Wildcat Authority. And uh, we'll catch you guys on Sunday.